Good morning, Mark. Good have Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Mishpatim. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Mishpatim contains 53 mitzvos, 38 restrictions, and 15 positive mitzvos. It is jam-packed. It is the foundation of our civil law, and indeed, the very first letter in the parsha, Veh, and these are the Mishpatim, these are the laws. The Torah could have simply said, these are. What's the and these are? So Rashi tells us that just as last week when we read Parshas Yisro and the Ten Commandments, and it was clear that those Ten Commandments came from God, so too that which follows in this week's Parsha of Mishpatim, with all the, quote, nitty-gritty interpersonal relations between man and man, they too are stemming from Hashem, Ve'ela, and these. And please God, tomorrow we take out a second Sefer Torah. It is Parshas Shkolim. Let me just first give a drop of background what that is, and then we'll come back to it, please God, a little bit later. The Mishnah in the beginning of Mesechesh Kolim teaches us that on Rosh Chodesh Ador, coming up this forthcoming Tuesday and Wednesday, on Rosh Chodesh Ador, Mashmin Al Hashkolim, we announce to the public, get ready your Shkolim. What's that all about? The Torah teaches in the beginning of Parshas Kisisa that annually every Jew is to contribute a half a shekel to the Beis Hamikdash, and the purpose of these shkalim is to purchase the communal sacrifices. There are two types of sacrifices. There are personal sacrifices. Mazel tov, a man's wife gives birth to a child. She, the mommy, has to bring a korban. <coughs> a person experienced a dangerous situation, what we call today Birkas HaGomel, when we had Abes HaMikdash, these four individuals who were saved from a dangerous situation brought a korban toda, a personal korban of thanksgiving to Hashem for saving them from that difficult situation. These are examples of personal korbanos. And then there are communal korbanos. Every morning, every afternoon, there was a korban tomid, 
a constant offering, a keves echad, one lamb brought in the morning, one lamb brought in the afternoon. This korban tomid was brought on behalf of the entire nation, and no one individual could say, I am, quote, sponsoring or paying for it. Rather, each and every Jew contributed towards these korbanos, so that in reality, every morning, every afternoon, your or their korban is being brought. Each individual felt my korban is being brought because I am part of the korban, which is a national korban. And so too, on Shabbos, we not only daven shacharis, but there's musaf. Musaf means additional. There is, aside from the korban tomid, brought every day, and on Shabbos as well, uveyom shabbos shnei kavosim b'nei On Shabbos, there are two additional animals brought as a korban musaf, additional. These korbanos as well are paid for from the communal uh, collection known as, of course the Torah says that each member of the community is to contribute their half a shekel towards the purchase of. And given that our rabbis learn that the new monies are used to purchase the korbanos starting on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the rabbis therefore a month before announced to the people, giving them time to get ready their money to bring to contribute to the Beis HaMikdash for the purpose of the communal korbanos. We'll come back to Shkolim, please God, in a few moments. The opening halacha of Parshas Mishpatim is that of the Eved Ivri, literally the Hebrew servant. Now, one becomes an Eved Ivri in one of two ways. Either a person, a man, steals and cannot and does not have the wherewithal to pay back. So unlike the American system, where the person might be, quote, thrown in jail, and what happens then? The person from whom he stole doesn't get his money back, and the thief, who does he keep company with in jail? Only other professional thieves who will say to him, oh my goodness, you could have, should have done it differently and not gotten caught, so he goes into jail an amateur and perhaps could come out a professional thief. By us, very different. The idea is that a person steals, the court sells. Now what does that mean, sell? The court sells this thief to a Jew who owns this person for a period of up to six years. What does that mean? 
that during this six-year period, the former thief will go to work, and whatever he earns goes to his, quote, master with a small m, the one with whom he lives, to pay back for the money that that person invested in him. To make it simple, just to, for the sake of understanding, a person steals $60,000 and he's caught and he cannot pay back the Bezdin will sell him to somebody, meaning a Jew steps up and says, I'll invest in this man. I'll give the court the $60,000 for this man, for his services. The $60,000 then go to the person for whom, from whom he stole. And if this person has a driver's license, he drives an Uber, a taxi, and the monies that he get goes to his host, the one who, quote, invested in him. And basically, during these six years, he lives with that person, with his family, and he becomes rehabilitated. It's an incredible system, almost idyllic in nature. And the Torah is showing us how we look at the self-worth of each individual and these six years are years of rehabilitation as opposed to simply throwing the person in jail. So the Torah begins with these laws and it teaches us that if, unfortunately, after these six years, the Eved, who is serving as a servant to the um, master for these years, if he should say, after these six years, that I want to stay on and not leave after six years, the Torah says that the master brings him to Bezdin, and there his ear is pierced by the Bezdin, and he serves him le'olam, which means to the Jubilee year. Now, Rashi asks the Famous question, why? Why is the ear pierced? And Rashi answers in the name of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai that the ear that heard at Harsinai, thou shalt not steal. And he went, this individual, and he stole, then let that ear be bored. Or if an individual sells himself, and acquires for himself a master, the ear that heard, Kili b'nei Yisrael avodim, that I am the master of the Jewish people, and the Jewish people are slaves but unto me. And this person went and acquired for himself a different master, let that ear be bored. Asks the Maral Diskin a very powerful question. If... The reason why we are boring the ear is because he violated, you shouldn't steal. He violated, you shouldn't have another master. Then as soon as he steals and he's caught, we should literally bore his ear. As soon as he sells himself, we should bore his ear. Why do we wait till after six years? The Maral Midiskin 
the Maral Diskin answers very powerfully. And he says that when the Torah says that we sell the individual, that in of itself was meant to be a punishment. If, however, after six years, the Evid Ivri says, Ohafti es Adoni, es Ishti, es Bonai, I like it here, I don't want to leave, then it shows that the years of servitude were not a punishment, then we step up and we have the, quote, additional punishment of Viratsa Adonov then we use the awl as the instrument to bore a hole in the ear of the, um, of the servant. Now this powerful idea is unfortunately to and could be well understood in our situation, we who still live outside the land of Israel. It's only six and a half weeks to Pesach. And on Pesach, we're going to stand in our Musaf, and we're going to say, Umipnei golinu me'artzenu. Because of our sins, we were exiled from our land. Okay? Exile, golos, is not the ideal for the Jew. The ideal for the Jew is to be in his land of Israel. And, unfortunately, when the Jew can go back to his land, and he doesn't go back to his land, the repercussions are very challenging. You could. It's there. And you are saying to the exile that you're in, I like America, I like London, I like wherever I find myself, this is my home. The Torah is telling us that is not the ideal approach. And therefore, everybody has their reasons why they are not yet making Aliyah. Whatever your reason is, I want to give you the opportunity and look at the Gemara in Ksubos, Ayin Hei Aleph, 75A at the bottom, whereby we are taught, based upon the Pasuk in Tehillim, Pei Zion Hei, 87.5, and the Pasuk reads, Ulitzion Yeyomer, Ish for Ish Yuladba, Regarding Zion, it shall be said, this man and that man who was born there. What does that mean, says Reb Meisha, Bar Braid Reb Yeshua Ben Levi, Echon Anolad Ba, it refers both to the one that was actually born there, V'echon Osa, and the one that yearns to be there. If you're not there in Eretz Yisrael yet, 
at least yearn to be there. When they take out two Sifrei Torah this Shabbos, and they read about the Machsis HaShekel, you've got to say to yourself that I'm reading this not just to fulfill I can't bring korbanos, so let my reading about the korbanos, let my reading about the machzis hashekel be looked upon by God as if I actually brought the machzis hashekel. But no, it's to be a mindset. I wish, I want, this is what I am yearning for, this is what I'm pining for, this is what ultimately I am living for. And so, while the Jew might be in America or might be any place else other than in Eretz Yisrael, one of the many lessons of this week's parsha is Kili B'nei Yisrael Avodim, to recognize that the first of all the mitzvot is to teach us not only because you were slaves and therefore free your slaves after six years, but deeper than that, the relationship between the Jew and his maker, that he is our master, and now taking it one step beyond the relationship between the Jew and his home. Shabbat Shalom to all.